Welcome to Groovy Soup. Groovy. A showcase of music from artists and bands from across Ohio. And your chance to hear something new and local. Here's your host, Paul Holden. That time of the week already, it is Groovy Soup time yet again. I am your host of this mashup of melodies, Paul Holden, and... Of course, I'm the chef of this wonderful groovy soup. Thank you all so much for joining us for another wonderful evening of Ohio music. On tonight's episode of Groovy Soup, we stay right here in our own backyard, staying in Athens with more Ohio University music. But we also hear from one of the first ever guests on Groovy Soup. We check back in with Burley Whistlepig as well as Darwin tonight. And that is where we will start. Let's dive into the track's from darwin let me get my notes up here this first one's called over my head wasting away inside of my head taking each day as it comes Wasting away inside of my head Taking each day as it comes Bygones be bygones I found me a better hill to die on I'll drown if it takes me to Zion Just please don't miss me when I'm gone You know when my dreams we all connected At times we feel accepted I feel so lost without direction Cause to pay attention Stuck inside my average ways Watching time evaporate Take a slice of heaven Maybe just so I can have a taste Yeah, I can't pretend That I ain't in over my head Over and over again Brighten my horizon Till it's shining like a diamond Break my heart cause I don't mind it Give me a brain until I'm mindless Lost myself so I could find it Got her to the clouds didn't find a silver lining Mama's only something shining You know I'm wasting time with my fate of mine Chasing highs to day I die Say I'm fine, so that made me fine Only say hello cause I hate goodbyes No patience inside of me If you don't love me, you can lie to me Just die with me Now I'm drowning in the fire with the irony Wasting away inside of my head Taking each day as it comes Wasting away Inside of my head Taking each day as it comes Yeah, I can't pretend That I ain't in over my head Over and over again Yeah, I can't pretend That I ain't in over my head Stuck inside my average ways Watching time evaporate Take a slice of heaven, maybe just so I can yeah, I can't pretend. Yeah, I ain't in over my head, over and over again. Wasting away inside of my head, taking each day as it comes. Wasting away inside of my head, taking each day as it comes. That was over my head by Darwin and. We got to get a, an interesting look into the work of Darwin and, and how many genres he's been involved in and bouncing around, truly finding his groove right here on Groovy Soup. Let's learn more. 
whenever I get to go back to the campus of my alma mater, I am always excited. I'm repping my Bobcats gear today. We are talking to Darwin today. Thank you so much for your time. No problem. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, doing great, because I get to talk about great music with great folks <laughs> like yourself. I have every show start off by having our band introduce themselves and telling us a little bit about what they do. So the floor is yours. Yeah, my name is Darwin. I make what I like to call evolution music. It's kind of a mix of alternative rock and um, rap, as well as a little bit of soul. I've been writing music since about seventh grade on hall passes and, you know, getting them taken by teachers and such. But yeah, uh, it's finally all kind of coming together now. And uh, I'm just excited for this year and what's to come. Did you ever have an instance of a teacher taking uh, your stolen hall pass lyrics and turning it into a hit song? Do we have a, a potential <laughs> lawsuit that we should be looking for? Yeah, I wish maybe get some back end royalties from Mrs. Brown or something. Yeah, a little, a little bit of capital there to get things going. Yeah. So tell me more about evolution music. Why, why come, why create a term? I mean, I'm just kind of curious yeah. the fact that you have, have kind of created this whole identity, which, which is very interesting to me. So tell me a little bit more about this idea of evolution music, where it came from, how you came, uh, you know, to this yeah. idea of evolution music. I'm very curious about that. It's a funny story. So I used to work at men's warehouse when I kind of first started out really getting serious into music back in high school. And uh, we really were the smallest location in existence. So we had like no customers and there was a TV on all day. And uh, there's a show called The Amazing World of Gumball. And one of the characters' names is Darwin. And my boss would just have it on there like all day because he loved cartoons. And I was like searching for a rap name and music name. And I was like, oh, Darwin's kind of cool. What if I made evolution music? <laughs> so, ever since then, it kind of stuck. And then it, it's really interesting because when I came to OU, I started introducing myself as Darwin. And that's where it got really weird because I had new people calling me Darwin and then my old friends would still call me Michael. And it was this whole duality of like, is it Michael? Is it Darwin? And it was really weird for a minute there. Um, but it was really nice because it gave me a chance to separate myself from the art a little bit, you know, and I can kind of go my own direction as an artist, but then still come back home and be Michael Boston, you know? Yeah, and I think that's a, it's important. I mean, music is such a raw and emotional thing for so many people, and it's such a gateway into the lives of so many that you need to be able to have that section of your life where you do step away and live your life. And obviously those experiences will play into your music, but, but it is good to be, to, to be Michael and Darwin, I think. And especially uh, just for a good, for with everything, it's that it's all about balance. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, it was just really weird trying to like introduce yourself because I mean, that's what really kind of got me a lot of, I mean, notoriety in Athens because a lot of the people would know me as Darwin and it, you don't really forget that name, you know, it's it's like a normal name, but it's it's not. You know? mm -hmm. Sticks out enough. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah, so I like that. So tell me a little bit about coming. You said you started getting serious about music in high school. What was it like coming to a place like Athens where music is very much a, a fabric of 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 the city of the town of the of the yeah. area a wide variety of music at that what was that like uh I, where, where and, and what was what was the music like where you, you grew up yeah so the music scene at least where i grew up i'm from Huron, ohio which is a really small town right by sandusky and cedar point um the music scene is virtually non-existent there i just remember being back in high school trying to throw shows and couldn't get a venue couldn't get this and that and it was really refreshing to come to a community that had already had a music community and wanted to foster 
foster new artists and trying i mean even like school organizations are always looking for people to perform and it was just really refreshing to have a space to you know exercise my music <laughs> my performing but i remember the first show i did was on fridays live and i just completely well that's a cool organization here at ou for those of you listening but uh, i completely bombed it it was so bad i got like halfway through one song and ever since that day i was like wow i just never again <laughs> so what did you take away from that moment i mean what do you, how do you i mean because there's a lot of people i don't think it would take them away but did you take a step back and 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 reevaluate what music was to you at that moment well, i mean that's people don't understand as a performer when it's it's hard to make mistakes in front of people and you yeah. know i've made I'm, I'm comfortable because i've gotten to hide behind the the it's my voice that's a mistake, yeah. but you know, very few. I've I've made plenty of mistakes with with yeah. my face in public <laughs> on camera, so I'm kind of uh, accustomed to, to to messing around. And I'm I'm a goofball myself, so I kind of like to roll with it. But yeah. it, it's a punch in the gut. I I don't think there's really a better way to describe it than that. Yeah, because it's it's really being vulnerable as it is already, just trying to make your own music, and then when you mess up in front of people, uh, it just gets really. I mean, Eventually, you just kind of get used to it, you know, you just start thinking, well, I've worked my butt off and I've worked this hard, so I'm not going to fail, you know, like I've worked too hard to mess up, like I'm just going to do my thing and kind of let it take over, let Darwin take over, I guess. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> More from Darwin next here on Groovy Soup. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back into Groovy Soup. Another track from Darwin in the queue for you. This one's called Slow Down.
That was slowed down by Darwin, and we got lots more from our conversation with Darwin right now. Plus, once once you have the, a moment like that happen, then it's happened to you. Then you can yeah. no longer tell yourself that what's holding you back from performing is that because you've done it. And at the end of the day, like, you, you, I think people have to, there's like, people, like I, I wonder if you, you feel the same way. It's like sometimes people, th- I think, are going to remember things more than they actually will. And it might be like the end of the world that you had a bad open mic night, but uh at the end of the day the average person's probably not going to remember that at that first one at least that that mistake right. one right so i mean because you always like kind of ostracize things in your head and oh i did this the wrong way exactly like a lot of people don't really notice but i felt what really started to help me out was when i started performing with the band because when i initially started doing music it was just me and occasionally a dj in front of all these people and I had to make all of the efforts to be the MC, the music, the and everything. But when you have a, a band up there and you got like three or four people with you and you could feed off their energy and they can feed the crowd and talk a little bit, it really helps. How else how else does that impact your approach to music? I mean, not obviously a big impact on on your approach to live music, but I'm curious the engagement of a band for the recording side, the song creation process. Ah. Yeah, so I joined a band called Warp a couple years ago, and um, it really just completely opened my mind because I used to only really do rap music, um, but when they brought in all these elements of metal and pop and punk and all sorts of different genres, because Warp was the name of the band because they like to warp a bunch of different genres into their songs. So I was doing these songs that um, a different artist who had graduated was working with them, and I was doing his songs, and it just his name is Palmer Bowman, by the way, but... um. Yeah, really opened my mind to all these different genres. And I started really getting into um, like kind of punk and pop punk. Um, as you'll see with my most recent cover of Pompeii, we changed that right into a, a almost a metal track. <laughs> but yeah, um, I still like rapping though, really. I think that's my main calling, you know. Why is that? Is it just that's the best way for you to convey your message when you are are performing, or is it just something about rap and the, the style that 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 hits you? Why why is that your 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 calling? Yeah, I grew up listening to rap, and I've always just been fascinated with even like old school rap and how it's really come. A lot of it originated just coming from a place of struggle, and I love to like be able to write lyrics that help people out. Out. And I've had a, a lot of people say that my music has really helped them out. Um, but it's also just kind of, yeah, it comes to me. Um, but performing rap, that's a whole other story. I'd say that I like singing a lot more on stage because it just feels something about the feeling, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but because you're just kind of sitting up there as a rapper, spitting a word salad to a bunch of people that get half of the words, whereas singing, it's just like it'll hit you in your soul sometimes. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting the power of of different vocal performances and the difference between live because I'm with you. I mean, it, there is something about some 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 songs that are recorded that that that, that just hit harder than uh, live and 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 vice versa. That's uh, it's definitely the case. We're talking to Darwin here, and let's talk about the two tracks. I believe both of them are covers, if I or at least one of them is covers. Yeah, yeah. Pompeii is a cover. I just saw, uh, but. Uh, so tell me why those two songs and tell me about covering a song and, and what that's like when you listen to it and say, I like this song, but let's put the Darwin spin on this song. Yeah. 
So the first one I'll talk about is Over My Head. Uh, and I wrote that in 2020 when the pandemic was coming around and we were kind of just getting out of lockdown and I just felt slammed, you know, literally over my head. I just felt like I was drowning with everything that was going on in my life at the time and just literally wasting away inside of my head because I couldn't even get outside. Um, so yeah, came, I actually got that beat off YouTube, but um, paid the producer and everything, wrote the song in about two days and then immediately was in the studio trying to get that recorded with my producer. Um, that one's one of my favorites of all time, just because it's just, it's the, maybe the spot I was at in my life at the time, and it's just really good reflection of how I actually felt. Um, and then doing a cover, I had always loved Pompeii. That band I was talking about used to, one of the um, guitarists in there used to do that cover all the time. And I was like, listening to a lot of Pop Goes Punk, those mm -hmm. uh, albums. I was like, hmm, I like punk music. And I love this song. <laughs> I'm going to take this into my producer and I got to thank him. His name is Gino Bambino for doing the legwork on the beat. He really pounded out the guitars on that and, and made it sound wonderful. I love it. It's a very good cover. And, and, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned over my head and it's interesting that uh, it's, it's crazy when, when something just kind of clicks. So I'm wondering, you know, what's that feel to you when, when the process kind of moves a little bit quicker and it's kind of all locking into place? Cause that's what it sounded like for that song that, yeah. you know, it was, you were obviously a pandemic, the world, blah, blah, blah. And then you find, you, you get, you find this beat on YouTube and then that's the first thing that's like, okay. And then you're, and then it, it seems like the process yeah. was really moving efficiently for you. So I'm, I'm just tell me about the, just tell me about how that felt for you, especially to get a song out about just, yeah. it sounds like that was, it's, it sounds like that was your moment of, you know, with the lockdown and everything that you were just yeah. like, you just needed to get it out. And then, and, and yeah. this is what came of it. And, and it's awesome to see. Thank you. Yeah. Giant release. Um, it was crazy because I just, cause you, sometimes I'll go through beats and I'll go through 200 and not find a single beat and be like, man, I feel like I was really unproductive today, but there's other times where I'll just, it just strikes a chord with you and I'll have an instant melody line where I'm like, Oh, okay. And then for that song specifically, I already had written a verse like the week prior to another song. And I was like, Oh wow, this is going to fit really good. And then boom, I had a chorus and a verse right there and all that was left was you know bridge and maybe one more interesting part and it was already a song which i was already so inspired that i was just like oh yeah i'll do this right now <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> put it down i love it we're talking to darwin here over my head uh, and uh, the pompeii cover today is what you heard on groovy soup two wonderful tracks uh i'm curious to know more about how you navigate you you said you were in a band called warp where the whole idea was multiple genres how do you kind of bounce back and forth is there a way that i mean is there a common thread that you've seen through all these genres that you can always rely on or is it just kind of a hey i know this song's going to be a rap song so we're going to go with the rap focus hey this is going to be a pop punk cover we're going to go there is it that easy to kind of just put your brain into that mindset it comes easier when you find a beat first i've realized um because if you find somebody sends you a beat it's already there and you know they've kind of already put their own spin on it so if it sounds pop, pop punk you're kind of like oh well I can make a really cool pop punk song to this but if I'm like crafting a beat in the studio with my producer it it's comes a little more organically and I feel like it blends a bunch of different genres but I feel like I always have rap to rely on because a lot of my supporters have you know supported me as a rapper first 
And that's where I kind of get my initial audience from. And I feel like I can always go back to that. And I feel like rap fits in so many different genres and so many different ways that it's, it's easy to like make a chorus that's pop vocals. And then, oh, well, the, then comes verse one, that's a, a rap verse. And then the beautiful singing of the feature on the next chorus, and you can combine them really easily. So I think rap kind of is that glue that kind of glues each genre together for me. And I, it allowed me to expand on different genres. What do you look for in a beat? Is it, is it again, is it all just kind of, you're just going through the beats and then one hits? Is there anything that you like in a beat? Is there something, I'm curious how you also feel about, there's a lot of talk of sampling in nowadays. I'm a big fan of sampling. I think sampling should never die. Um, but I'm just curious what the beat uh, selection process is like for you. Yeah, I love guitar. I play guitar. I grew up on guitar. So I love like soul guitar. There's some chords in there like that really just hit me in the soul and then it's got an 808 in it and i'm like wow <laughs> let's make this a hit <laughs> um but sampling i think should never die i love sampling it's crazy to me because like if you look at the beastie boys i couldn't even be around today with some of their albums all the copyright infringement <laughs> and i feel like that's almost an art form that i mean it kind of it doesn't die but it, it limits creativity when you can't sample sometimes because you're so inspired by this you know and I think my favorite, especially hip hop beats, all have samples. I, I can say very rarely my favorite rap songs and my favorite rappers are not heavy sample. You, like you mentioned the Beastie Boys, great example. MF Doom for me. I mean, it, oh, I mean yeah. you know, MF Doom has, there's a song might be two and a half minutes, but there's a good chance a minute of that is just old <laughs> MF, you know, old Fantastic Four cartoons talking about doom and stuff. But I yeah. love that because it is it it reminds me of it's kind of like a verbal collage. I think that like, you know, when you look at a collage and there's something weird and janky about it, but it's the way it's put together. It's the way an artist took elements from all these different. Ma I always think magazines because that's what we always made in school. Yeah. But you know, there's something to me that it, it's an, it's not just an art, but it's a very hard to perform art, a hard to a hard to do well art. Definitely, especially when some of these producers are, you know, sampling off records, actual records. It's just it's crazy to me how you can take a little piece of something and make it a whole song. It's cool today, too, because you really have the ability to make that sample sound however you want and kind of dodge the copyright infringement. Mm hmm. And there's so many tools. I, I appreciate too. You mentioned uh, getting a sample straight off the record. There's so many people recording analog. There's so many people doing yeah. so many cool recording styles. But Darwin, we're gonna get ready to wrap things up with a couple more questions. First things first. What's cool. next? What's coming up? What 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 is next for, for for you and your music? Yeah. So I got a show. I think it's three eighteen. But then we're gearing up to go on tour this year. So we got a couple dates locked in. I can't really say them right now, but don't have all the details. But um, yeah, we're going on tour and I'm releasing a project this year. And um, hopefully we're going to create an experience around it with uh, augmented reality. So it's going to be really cool. Ooh. Augmented reality. The future is here. Very, very exciting. <laughs> so if people want to stay up to date on the augmented reality on the tour, where should they go? What's the best place uh, to go so they can stay up to date with all things you, Darwin? Yeah, you can go to my Instagram at underscore D-A-R-W-I-I-I-N underscore, or you can check me out as Darwin on Spotify, Apple Music, really anywhere you can stream music, YouTube, SoundCloud, pick your poison. Are you on Bandcamp as well? Yes, 
sir. Go support on Bandcamp. I always like to tell people to go support on Bandcamp. That's a great way to support the artist directly. My final question for you here. The name of the show is Groovy Soup. I ask you now, what is your favorite type of soup? <laughs> oh, I'd have to say loaded potato with bacon. Oh, Loaded man. potato with bacon. <laughs> Sounds good on a cold Ohio day. That's for sure. Uh, just a big... <laughs> delicious cheesy soup but uh darwin thank you so much for your time we really appreciate it thank you for having me i appreciate it up next an old familiar face keep it here this is groovy soup on power 105 this is groovy soup on power 105 Welcome back into Groovy Soup. If you jump in the Groovy Soup time machine back to August of 2019 when this show first started going on, this would have been one of the first guests that you would have heard. This, our next guest, I should say, not right now because that's me still talking. Uh, Our next guest is Burley Whistlepig with brand new music you have to hear. And let's dive into that new music from Burley Whistlepig leading things off with a track called Cowboy from Ohio. Bother us, not an eye holder. 
was cowboy from ohio and we got in this this is a fantastic conversation with burley whistlepig because not only do we get to catch up but a lot has changed in burley whistlepig's life since the last time we had uh, we talked about the project so you get to get not only an insight into how the music has changed and adapted to a new life but also himself as well let's learn more we have an artist from Ohio, but now technically a friend of Ohio, because in central time now, but still strong ties to Ohio, not just ties to Ohio, but ties to Groovy Soup. We're going back in the Groovy Soup time machine to the to the year one. It's crazy how many how, how long the show's been going now. But Todd Johnson joins us today. Todd, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Great to be here. And I appreciate being back. Lots, absolutely. What's happened? <laughs> yeah, and we're going to dive into to all of what has happened. But first, as uh, we have every artist introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about what they do. So the floor is yours. All right. Yeah, thank you, uh, Todd Johnson. And uh, I write under the name Burley Whistlepig. Burley Whistlepig is um, streaming everywhere. Uh, fortunate to have millions and millions of streams and downloads from uh, work that I've been doing for many, many years, actually, um, I've been writing for many years and like 10 years ago or 12 years ago now, I started putting it all out on, um, getting it all produced, I guess is the right word and getting it out on the streaming services. So yeah, it's pretty cool. You're not like a starving artist anymore. You're a streaming artist. <laughs> you know? So all these things that we've had, all of us that have been writing all these things, now there's an outlet. And man, it's cool. It's really nice. How how big of an impact has the switch to streaming been? I know I know you just mentioned it, but I'm just curious as someone that's been creating music as long as you have, and and to just see streaming kind of become the really the way to listen to music in, in today's world. I'm just kind of curious how your music, what how your kind of perception of streaming and content consumption by the audience has, has been shaped by it and throughout your time as an artist? Well, great question, because it is, it is absolutely a lifeline for independent artists like myself or anybody that's not connected to a label, which is 99% of the artists out there are not connected to a label. And now we have an outlet and we can just put it out. Um, and it, it can be put out to all media platforms for our streaming platforms, media platforms, YouTubes and such, TikToks and all that. Um, just to, it's, and it's like a lottery ticket. Every song, every video, everything is kind of like a lottery ticket in that regard. But the, the labels kind of hate it, you know, because it's like the old Napster thing where it feels like people are getting free music, not so much free music, but they're actually getting uh, uh, their royalties are very, very small compared to what they used to get. Right. Whereas we are happy with any royalties. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and the, the big labels now, instead of discovering and promoting new artists, what they're doing is 
they're acquiring already established independent artists. So they're actually kind of acquiring a small business in a way or brand and then promoting that. So the, it's changed incredibly. Mm -hmm. And um, the big money is still in the labels and they're, they're doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm not too worried about them. Um, and they still can find acts and, and promote the heck out of them and make them superstars. Um, but yeah, I think it's just amazing how cool it is for uh, anyone uh, from a grade schooler on up can put a put music out and have fun. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 you know, I, I I do wish that the royalties were a little bit more on the artist side. I wish you all got to, you know, from the labels on down. I wish our, our artists and bands got more of a, a, more support for all the work that it takes to to put in music, especially for for someone who has been creating and seeing the success on Spotify. I mean, yeah, you mentioned this whole thing. What's it like for you to see a song with twelve thousand streams on Spotify? Well, it's very rewarding. I mean, my expectations are very low <laughs> when it comes to that. I, I put them out, not so much for myself. Well, kind of just to have it out there and, you know, see what happens. Um, it's, it's, it's like $9 a year to have a song placed on, a, on all the streaming networks, uh, our services. Um, so it's totally worth it. And you earn that back with, you know, a few thousand plays. Uh, and like I said, it's just, it's very interesting to, to see who's looking at it, who's listening, like, like in Canada or in Chicago or, you know, Ohio or wherever it might be that it, where your, your music is kind of catching on or has some, it's resonating with some population somewhere. And we can see that some analytics, but it is really cool. I thank you for asking because it's, uh, like I said, it's rewarding that I'm not the only one listening to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it's nice too, because there's obviously the live show, which is the ultimate kind of, I think, sign of people are listening to your music. If people more than just your friends or family are coming out and, and supporting you at a live show, but then to be able to see those numbers, it is as I, you know, I don't do music, but podcasting radio shows, that's, that's my bread and butter. That's what I do. And every time I'm seeing the numbers go up, that's pretty cool because it's like, yeah, people are, especially with this show, because it's exciting because then that, that might mean, you know, the people that have tuned in might've found their, their next favorite artist. There's, there's definitely something, the, the access is really great, but a little overwhelming. It is, it is. I mean, you can find, uh, well, it's kind of like YouTube. I mean, when you want to, when you want to repair something, all you got to do is look it up on YouTube. You can repair from the kitchen faucet to anything. Same with the music. I mean, you can look up some detail, uh, you know, Cuban jazz featuring an electric violin or, you know, right. it, you can narrow it down. And the overwhelming part is for sure, because the genres, like, what do you call the genre that you're in? Most writers have a hard time with that um, uh, because you want maybe to think you're fitting in somewhere, but your audience really dictates who you're, who's responding. So um, it, it is overwhelming. I, uh, I've tried to promote this uh, idea of flannel rock. Okay. <laughs> so flannel rock is uh, it's kind of like Midwest rock and roll. It's very Ohio. 
the 70s in Ohio was all uh, Southern rock and then the import Zeppelins and stuff and Pink Floyds and and yet there's still a country feel constantly. Right. So, you know, you've got that. And I grew up with that. And uh, it's it's very, very Midwestern to have a, uh, a hard country kind of a feel very often or a hard Southern rock kind of a feel. Um, there's several bands out there I could mention, but there are so many bands, it's hard to mention them. And people are like, Ooh, who's that? Even though they're in a multi-platinum cellar, you mm-hmm. might not even know who they are. <laughs> More from Burley Whistlepig next here on Groovy Soup. Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back into Groovy Soup. One more song for you all tonight. This is from Burley Whistlepig. This is called Judge of Character. Thought I was a good judge of character until I started courting you. Never thought our love would be on trial, but now it's doing time, it's true. And when the bailiff called recess, you went out to play horseshoes. May not be a good judge of character, and now it's just the court and you. Took all my things out in a hurry Moved me to the state of Missouri Tried to give you enough rope Didn't know you'd hang the jury Said you want a continuance Set your property on my fence Just cause you went to attorney camp Didn't know I'd be living in a tan Thought I was a good judge of character Until I started courting you Never thought our love would be on trial But now it's doing time, it's true And when the bailiff called recess You went out to play horseshoe May not be a good judge of character And now it's just the court and you Judge of character. 
good judge of character until I started courting you. Never thought our love would be on trial, but now it's doing time, it's true. And when the bailiff called this S, you went out to play horseshoe. May not be a good judge of character, now it's just the court and you. May not be a good judge of character. It's just the court and you. That's the new single from Burly Whistlepig, Judge of Character. And we got lots more in our conversation right now. That's that's the crazy part about being an artist. There's just so much music and so much good music, and that access is is great. But yeah, that it's it's just hard not to get to get drowned out. But I want to kind of circle it back to to Burly Whistlepig here. As I was looking back up, I believe Burly Whistlepig was within the first three episodes. I'm pretty sure, potentially within the first one or two, actually. So. I am curious how Burly Whistlepig has changed in 2022 versus 2019 when we first spoke. Yeah, um, actually quite a bit has changed. And the short version, I guess you'd say, is that uh, uh, I was diagnosed with a uh, severe brain injury and stemming from an accident that was many years ago. And I was never diagnosed with brain injury, even though I got a crushed skull and I've got plates and uh, rods and everything and, and screws holding my whole face together, put together like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> and uh, at the time, they never diagnosed a brain injury, even though that obviously was happening. And I continued to work and continue doing all these things. And I just started seeing a serious decline and all these symptoms. And then finally, I was actually diagnosed with a brain injury and that changed my life because now I understand why all these things were happening, including uh, very, very scary mental health issues because sure. it's, it's crazy when you think about mental health, especially in the Midwest where we grew up in Ohio, Athens, Ohio, when we think about mental health, it's kind of ingrained in us that there's, there's two versions of it. There's you're crazy or you're not. Yes. <laughs> and if there's anyone in the middle, and this, I'm not saying this to be mean. I'm saying this like, this is how in the back of people's mind, if you're anywhere in the middle, you're seen as either you don't want to get better or you're, you're not trying or, you know, you're not strong enough or something. There's something about being in that middle that makes you weak yeah. versus actually needing help. And I realize that now because it, it happens to me and I certainly don't want it to be happening. You know, I don't, now I have a completely different perspective of what this, uh, what people go through and uh, what all of the struggles that go with the mental health side of things. So I've really made Burley Whistlepig about uh, brain health and mental well-being in everything that I'm doing now. So not just the songs, but in promotions and uh, marketing or anything. And, um, springboarding at least what I've learned in the last several years, which is an more enormous amount about the brain and the frontal lobe and <laughs> how all these things affect your emotions and uh, you know ability to concentrate to write right and perform. Um, 
but yeah, it, it, that is the biggest, big change. And, and like I say, it's transformative. Uh, and the music is still, I'm still doing my music, Burley Whistle Pig is still Midwest. Still Nature flannel Boy rock. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nature Boy rock and roll. We sing a lot about, you know, nature and, uh, uh, or at least those are themes. Right. Uh, again, growing up in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains, it's not hard to get into the creeks and streams all around there. When I was a kid, we'd always play in the creeks and streams and find, you know, right fish and skip rocks you know so that's all part of the <laughs> yeah the no background. absolutely i mean and and when you hear the name burly whistle pig i mean that burly whistle pig flannel rock i mean they all at the creeks and rivers of appalachia that that all <laughs> flows very much together and, it, and it's very present in your music but i'm just curious and and this is maybe maybe bigger than than burly just burly whistle pig i'm curious the role music played in your life when you were first experiencing those symptoms and then your thought process and your approach to music and 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 mindset surrounding music once you finally got the diagnosis and the answers and, and the help you were looking for yeah great great idea to talk about because the uh, music there's a lot of research of course out there that music uh, calms your mind and and kind of almost kind of restructures thinking and thought patterns and um right around the time I was recovering from the original injury, that's when I really started working more on the, with the guitar and writing more. And I, you know, in retrospect, I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. It was an outlet that I could have fun with and throw emotion into. And then when I finally got diagnosed and, you know, the, the light bulb goes off and the epiphany, again, it kind of gives a lot more validation to that, uh, what I had been doing for the last few years since the mm -hmm. injury. And, and honestly, it, it's freed up more time to be able to spend on it. And it's been very much front and center. The, mm -hmm. the music is absolutely front and center. I'm a full-time songwriter now. So um, that's also a big change. <laughs> being yeah. full -time. Um, but yeah, that's, it's, it's integral. And, and and it doesn't matter what kind of music it is. It's what your favorite music is. You know, right. I mean, it could be record. You could. My listening tastes have changed too, just in in general. Um, I'm I'm a lot more receptive to new stuff where I'm so stuck in my my favorites. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and now I'm listening to all the new stuff, and it's just fascinating and awesome to hear it all and to absorb it. And, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and, and, and I, and I love that. And I'm, I'm so glad that not only music was able to, to help play that role, but, but I'm glad that just through life and through working and, and through people or you're able to get what, where you wanted to, especially you thinking of I me, mean, it's, it seems pretty wild that that brain injury doesn't get diagnosed when you tell me that your skull is crushed and there's plates <laughs> and things, but uh, you know, a little personal connection, similar thing. My brother got hit by a car when we were growing up and, and, you know, and you never know with the head stuff and, and the journey and the, and all that trauma is real. It's very, very real. So obviously there are people out there that are help. Um, and, and I'm so glad that, that you not only are, are getting help, but, but are appreciate, you know, it's just something it, it's, it's really good to hear your mindset and, and hear your story. I think at the end that that's what I'm really appreciating from that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and, that, that is a great thing to bring up about your brother, because this is the kind of thing that 
happens all the time with especially undiagnosed brain injury or someone says it's a concussion, we get over it. But there can be subtle or great changes in your family personality, uh, your family member's personality. I've heard these stories too. I was like, oh, this kid was a great kid and you know, and he played these sports and he had an accident, but then like a year later, he was all like, you know, into drugs and just basically went off the rails from an A student, but they never put the two together. It's just like, oh, he just said screw up. Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> probably there's something, there's a real reason that he turns into that screw up is because especially again, anything that's undiagnosed, you very often um, um, alcohol and drugs there. Yeah, self-medication. Absolutely. Most Some people use them to feel great. Some people use them to feel up to good. Right, <laughs> you know? yeah. I just want to be functional, which turns into a, a mess. Um, but it's not because they're, again, a, a, just a messed up person or they're trying to be that way. Very often there's a story behind it. Yeah, it's their so brain. Dismiss, but then... Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's there's a lot more to, to, to dive in there, and, and it's something that you you gotta you, you always gotta keep in mind, and it's but again, there's so many then you but there's great stories like yourself and my brother, honestly, my brother's yeah. doing great, and you know yeah. that's that that's down the line, uh, long down the line. But let's let's brighten the mood, even though we were we were feeling upbeat and stuff. <laughs> I I want to talk about the move that you made. I mean, you're as we've talked. Ohio, the Burley Whistle Pig, all about the Midwest, but no longer in Ohio. So I'm curious about the move and the journey to full-time songwriting. That's that's very cool. I mean, and a very different lifestyle, I think, than just creating Burley Whistle Pig music. Now you got to create a lot of more music. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Generate the whole uh, the whole theme and put it all together on a website and get all that going. But yeah, the move. Uh, still in the Midwest in Minnesota. And um, my family has a lot of roots here. Um, it is like, like the epitome of, of, uh, of Midwest living, except that it's very cold. Right, more <laughs> cold. It's, very, <laughs> it's super cold. Uh, unlike Athens, you know, where we get four or five inches of snow up until recently, like last week, but four or five and six inches of snow. And then it's, you know, slush the next day. Uh, here you get snow mid-December and then it stays. It doesn't go away. You have snow until March, but right. it doesn't snow. Um, so it's a different world, <laughs> but it leads to hardy people. <laughs> right. Yes. And um, and hardworking. And again, it's a, the, the farming lifestyle and the, the out, outdoorsmanship in Minnesota is off the charts. I mean, because there's so many lakes, and you know, all the it's known for its lakes and its fishing and it's a, it's a wonderful place to be um and the uh so again the tie family tie for me is there but also just kind of constant connection to ohio and the midwest that's being where i grew up um so yeah it's all yeah yeah it's all it, exciting it, and cool <laughs> uh, yeah you know minnesota and, and that's that's a place where you'd go and that that it's it's different for sure, like you said, but there's a lot of those ties that are there. Uh, let's see here. We we're getting a we're getting a little long, but uh, we still got time for for a couple of questions here with Burley Whistlepig. What's what's the latest with the project? Uh, you know, latest releases. Um, any chance of coming back to Ohio in the summer, or maybe uh, bouncing around to these places you've seen are, are popular on Spotify with, with your music? What currently is up with the project? Yeah, thanks. The uh... 
cool part is that the music keeps churning out um, and the, the the two songs that I have that we'll be looking at today, um, they're, they kind of maintain that tongue in cheek, a little bit of humor, um, but they're, I mean, they're real, they're not like Weird Al Yankovic humor right, songs. Right. <laughs> There's just humor in them. So like this one cowboy from Ohio is, uh, is a, a throwback to bluegrass. So we have a still rock, but it's got a real bluegrassy theme and it still has some play on words like bluegrass he did. Um, in fact, there's a lot of jokiness in there, <laughs> a lot of tongue in cheek, um, kind of almost poking fun at ourselves. And then sure. uh, it's kind of like being the Charlie Brown of cowboys. You net, you're trying to be a cowboy, but nothing goes right. So you're a cowboy from Ohio. So um, we did that one here in Minneapolis. And then the next one, the other one that's we're putting out, I did in Nashville um, with my other producer. And that one is uh, Judge of Character, which is actually just released. And again, it's, it's a breakup song, but everybody's done breakup songs. So I wanted to do something like that we've never heard before, mm-hmm. which, which we all want to do. We want to make something new, take an old theme, make it new. And so, yeah, the, it's kind of a breakup song like we've never heard before kind of thing and again it's still rock but you could feel that little country in the throwback a little bit um the opening line is thought i was a good judge of character until i started quoting you this is like <laughs> a pretty obvious setup right like the old uh like the old country songs used to do you know mm-hmm. tear in my beer kind of songs you know so fun fun stuff to write it, and that's that the project's still going along those realm but now with more of the mental health and 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 well-being um we're we're opening a vein a little bit more on some new stuff Mm -hmm. still keeping it i want everything that i write to be fun i want people to enjoy it you know drag down so you know it'll still be upbeat and it's going to be pretty hardcore rock and roll song but it's uh it's really like it's really cutting cutting a vein open there because i'm tapping into a lot of the stuff that you don't usually i don't usually talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of us don't we hold it in you know right absolutely <laughs> but i think music is that outlet i think music is one of those ways for people to let it out because they can do things like create the upbeat encouraging song or just high energy song while also cutting to that vein i mean there's plenty of songs that might sound you know if you're just listening to it you're like oh wow that that that, they're sitting around the campfire having a jam right there but then if you're actually listening to the story of the lyrics you're like oh okay well this is you know this is a journey this is what's going on i'm learning something from this and and that's definitely uh, an art and uh again the brand new single from burly whistle pig a judge of character streaming now heard it also here on groovy soup tonight but unfortunately we could talk all day i am sure todd it's been great catching up but uh let's uh wind things down where's the best place for people to go to stay up to date with all things burly whistle pig where should they go uh burly and uh, the Spotify is actually pretty good too. There's a like that could be someone's website. Spotify has very much become a Facebook for artists in a way. There's profiles and and tour dates and all that stuff is on Spotify. So 
Um, Amazon is great for Amazon Music. iTunes is great, but they don't, they play the music, but they mm -hmm. don't get into the profile and the up-to-date stuff. So either the website at burlywhistlepig.com or on Spotify, just under Burley Whistlepig. There's only one. <laughs> uh, and it probably is hard to spell. It's not, it's not the uh, European spelling. It's B-U-R-L-Y. There's no E, just B-Burley <laughs> and then Whistlepig, the old Appalachian groundhog. So uh, if your spelling is right, you can get there. <laughs> Perfect. Burleywhistlepig.com. Stay up to date with all things. Now, I do have one final question for you, and this is something new that wasn't what we weren't doing on the show. The name of the show is Groovy Soup. I ask you now, what is your favorite type of soup? <laughs> um, that chicken fiesta tortilla soup. Ooh. I think is what it's called. Chicken, yeah. yeah, yeah, chicken tortilla soup. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know where yeah. the fiesta part is. Is that from a specific place, or is that just it's, that's what it's you feel of, like? It's just a fiesta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, chicken tortilla soup is delicious. <laughs> Burly whistle pig, the new uh, single, uh, judge of character, streaming now. Uh, so great. Thank you so much for for reaching out. And it was so great talking to you again. Yeah, great to talk to you too. And uh, you know. Um, Maybe again in a few months, there'll be a new summer song that I've got coming, so it'll be fun. That's going to do it for tonight's episode of Groovy Soup. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking out the show tonight. Thank you to Darwin and Burley Whistlepig for joining the show tonight. If you or your band is interested in the show, well, all you got to do is email me at pholden at wxtq.com or find me on Instagram at Paul F. Holden. You can find your next favorite band by streaming Groovy Soup on your favorite streaming service. All you got to do is search Groovy Soup. You can even just Google Groovy Soup and it'll take you to a place to listen. Folks, until next time, I'm Paul Holden signing off. <laughs> <laughs>